What you're saying it's nice when I do that? Yeah, it's nice that you you push your farts out at all all moments. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I try to. Even when we're trying to be intimate or in the kitchen, when I'm in the bedroom, I can hear it in the next room. Yeah, but you have to consider that I do it for you. So that's kind of special. That's kind of neat. Uh, what part do I benefit from specifically? Enjoying that somebody did something specifically just for you. What I'm saying is it the is it the smell or the sound that I enjoy most? Would it's you a say? combo? Mm. It's like saying, "Do you like the way this food tastes? Do mm. you like the texture? I like mm. it all." I thought it was really neat how post-coital uh, we're both bathing in each other's love and light and joy mm-hmm. and you farted yeah that's true um, <clears throat> I did but I also hmm. I tried to give you a little a kicky foot so you could see something that accompanied wasn't just a fart it was like hey look what I'm doing over here I'm doing a little acrobats yeah that was special I liked that I had to light a match um, to get rid of the smell it is neat we have a big announcement. That we, that's why we had to do tag this on to the top of the show. Hold on. Big. All right, and that is that the mommies are ready to announce the next two cities that we're going to go to. And in these two cities, we are going to do the podcast live. That's right. That's right. So you guys get to see how we do this magic mm-hmm. live in front of a real audience. In you guys, your face. In your titties. You guys get to be a part of the action. And we'll come out. We'll make, you know, well, there'll be jokes. There'll be jeans. But then there will be um, the podcast right in your face. Will there be sound drops? There will be. Will there be fucking camps? There will be camps. There will be, uh, There might be a phone call or two from Top Dog. <laughs> There might be Maria. Right. Dirty and disgusting. Maybe Brace. I don't know. We'll reach out. We'll make it it awesome. We might do some brown talk live. Oh, there'll be all kinds of brown talk. Now, just tell them where we're going. Are you ready? I'm ready. The great state of Tejas. And the great cities of Houston. Houston, that's right. And Dallas. And Dallas. And Dallas. Houston and Dallas, you are the next two cities we are going to go to, and we're very excited. And um, let's see, we will be first in Houston, in as some people say, Houston. Is that how they say y- Houston? That's what some people say. I like, you know what? I like Tejas. Yeah. You and I have driven through Tejas together, driven through. And we stopped and we bought horns for the house. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We bought a coat rack. Mm hmm. We've had barbecue. We've had many good times in Teos, and now we're going to meet our mommies there. Yep. I cannot freaking wait. So, what venues are we doing, Jeans? All right, we are doing. Oh, they put the, already put it wrong here. Oh, snappers! Jesus. Come on, guys! Jeez! Oh, God damn it! Look at Theo's hiding his bone. Could, could Don't you, look at him uh, when he does this, dude. What's wrong, Jeans? Why? Uh, What's wrong? All right, here's where we're going to be. August sixteenth, we'll be in. Houston. Houston. At Fitzgerald's. Okay. And it's an 8 p.m. show. Uh, just one ticket, general admission. Ah. Please, if you listen to the show and you want to be at this thing, um, please get your tickets now. Please get an extra ticket. Bring a friend. Support us so that we can come and do this 
all the time. We can come back to Houston next year. Mm-hmm. Get an extra ticket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Bring, bring your own mother. Bring your own mom. Bring your whole family. We had people bringing their moms yeah, of course. last time. Of course. So Bring your buddies. Come out. Have a few drinks. Sit down. Listen to your favorite podcast being yeah. broadcast. And then the very next day, the 17th, which is a Saturday, we'll be in Dallas at the Curtain Club mm-hmm. on Main Street. Mm-hmm. So we're going to put the links on the site. Um, the site will also... Um, or excuse me, I will also put the links on my own site, tomsegura.com. Okay. I'll, put, I'll put it on mine too. There you go. ChristinaComedy.com and we'll but be tweet, 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 tweeting it. Your mom's house podcast.com will definitely have them both. So that being said, we're very excited to come to Texas in August, the 16th and 17th. Please get tickets um, if you're in either city and let's have fun. It'll be a great time. I'm excited. I can't wait. Yeah. I like Tejas. Tejas is a good time, Jeans. All right, well, we should let this show start for crying out loud. Okay. A lot of fun with Mo. Yes. It's Mo's a, great a good episode. guy. He's a really funny guy, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, having him here. We'll have him again yeah, soon. Yeah, I think you guys are going to like this. All right. Bye, Jeans. Bye, Meows. Oh, okay. That's oh, what you're doing. <laughs> All right. There's a woman today that said that, remember? Is it the, the couch lady? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll see what you do. Get your couch clean. Okay, all right. Where are you going to be, buns, Ronnie? All right, so right now, I am at the West Palm Beach Improv. Okay, West Palm, I've been there. Um, You taught me to say differently, so I'm there (laughs) July 5th through 7th. There. Isn't that much easier? It's much easier. July July 5th through 7th. 5th, July 6th, July 7th. Uh, July 11th through 14th. I am at the Hartford Funny Bone in Hartford, Connecticut. And then I go to Toledo July 18 through 21. So I'm very excited to be doing all those in the great month of July. Um, Where are you going to be? Tour de force. All right, mommies. If you are in Chicago, come see me at the Chicago Improv July 11th through 14th in Schaumburg. That's actually in Schaumburg, let's be honest. Uh, July 18th through 21st, Columbus Funny Bone, Columbus, Ohio. And then July 27th, one night only at the Uptown Theater in Napa, California. And I just found out the lineup, it's like, it's going to be, it's so rad. It's me, Marilyn Rice Cub, who's been on the show. Yes. Uh, Lonnie Love, you know her from Chelsea Lately. Okay. Okay, all right. And uh, Tammy Pescatelli, what the fuck? It's an all-girl line. Yeah, it's, man, it's I love like, Tammy. Oh, I love, I love all of them. And yeah. Tammy's, yeah, it's going to be a heavy hitter of chick comedy. So come see it. And what about you, mystery guest? Um, I'm going to make myself not a mystery anymore because if I because oh. if I don't say who I am, these dates won't really mean that's anything. Um, they that's know pretty much. Your name's going to be prominently displayed. Yeah, they know. They uh, know. It'll be displayed under the name Mo Mandel. That's, Who's uh, that? That's that's me. Okay, uh, Mo Mystery Man Mandel from okay. the Mystery Team movie with Ben Stiller. Uh, I will be at um, Stand Up Scottsdale um, the third through the sixth. Of July, then I'll be at the San Francisco Punchline, tenth oh, okay. to the thirteenth of July, and then I will also be performing. I will be going on after Tom Segura at the Hartford Funny Bone. Whoa! Third time in two years, y'all making a real mark what? out there in wow. some Bumblefuck, okay. Connecticut, twenty fifth through the twenty eighth, and I actually do enjoy myself there. So come check me out. Yeah, 
Yeah, good times. All Hartford. right. Hartford's a great club. It's a great club. Yeah. Gorgeous town. Yeah. Yes. I like that the that you can walk over to that mall, that little mall. Well, there's a 99 cent store in the mall. And then on the other side of the street from the mall, there's a $5 store. So you can see people who are doing (laughs) shitty and people who are doing really shitty. That's the full spectrum of shitty. You just imagine some guys going into the 99 cent store, sees a guy going to the $5 store, like, these rich motherfuckers. Yeah, man, that's that's $4 more than that guy. Um, And the thing is that you can stay at a place and there's a, a little mall, but then the shows are in the bigger mall. So you have two mall options. That's kind of nice. You do have two mall options. That's that's when you know your comedy career is taken off. You have multiple malls that so you can <laughs> meander around aimlessly throughout. I'm the running day. a car. Are you going to run a car? That's a good idea. Yep. To see what? Just, you know what? Every once in a while now, we, um, on the road, I say, fuck it. I'm, st- I'm sick of being stuck somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to rent the cheapest car they have this mm. week, and I'm just going to not dog. be stuck. Well, see, I, I really respect the... Um, the, the gumption that you're showing with that. My concern is <laughs> that I will rent a car and then just still sit around lazy and depressed <laughs> in my no, hotel no, no. room. No, that's you and now it's costing you me will. $70 a day. You will, yeah. but here's the difference. Instead of eating at the IHOP across the street, you're going to go to Whole Foods. You're going to find the Whole Foods in that place, and you're going to eat healthful. Actually, you're going you're gonna to enjoy your life. Every time that I did, I've done uh, car rental, I've yelped, uh, like, whatever, like, best breakfast in town, kind oh, okay. of, and I'll drive. Hey. I'll go 15 miles hey, to have now. breakfast. Yeah. It is amazing what, like, when you're on the road, what you're willing to do. Like, I had my birthday recently, and I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, not a town mm, where there's Dr. Like a lot Dr. Grins. To, Dr. Grins, fun club. In not the Bob. A, in the Bob, yeah. One this of those, place is the shit. It's one of those <laughs> random Midwestern, like, complexes <laughs> where, like, we got 72 bars oh, all yeah. inside. Yeah. Shout out to Stu. What's up, Stu? Oh, Stu McAllister. Yeah, was he your host for you? Stu's a no, man I had, too. He's no, the best. I did not have. I had this very small. I mean, it was as much of a. You can't look more like a leprechaun unless you're like actively seeking out that look for yourself. This guy was really, hilarious. yeah, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> I like the scene in Grand. Rapids. I really do. I like Grand Rapids. We went. I went to the zoo for my birthday. Oh. Me and the feature. And it was a foggy day. It was like three months ago, and we just walked around the zoo. And like, I had never been to like a a. A small city zoo before it's not the same thing. What kind of they're wildlife? like? Here's the one cat. <laughs> That's the zoo. Yeah. Thank you for coming. And there's like there's like three chimpanzees that were sitting there like, what the fuck? Like we couldn't have gotten shipped to even Detroit. They looked like they were having a hard time. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, all Happy right. birthday. That's what you do on your birthday. That's what you do on your birthday. What do you what say? Was that? was that me or you? That's you. My phone rumbled like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought one of you farted right there, and you were like, is that me or you? And I was like, damn, they really have been married for a while. <laughs> really, uh, that happens. We don't know, our, we don't know our farts from each other. My aunt just told me she doesn't know it when her farts. Oh. She says they just come out now. It's on the bonus episode. <laughs> That's right. If yeah. you haven't downloaded the bonus uh, yeah. two-parter episode, Tommy's aunt, Blanca, Ta- Blanca discusses her farts yep. and how they've changed over the years. Yep, yep. And um, it was a whole thing. I mean, uh, Charo was here. We brought up the, um, you know, the the farts. And the, <laughs> here's, here's Charo saying it right here about Blanca. Blanca doesn't fart anymore. Have you noticed? No, Blanca has improved mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, and then Top Dog chimed in. Well, I can tell you exactly what causes that kind of fart. So there's a lot of <laughs> fart talk on the bonus episode. By the way, thank oh, you for wow. everybody that got it. It's um, the the masses have spoken, and right. it's that we like the bonus. Unanimous decision. Yeah, very big. 
My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. So, all right, let's start the show. What are we doing? We haven't even done that. No. Sorry, Mo. This is our pre-show this is show. Pre-show show. This is the pre-show show? I yeah. just burned all my best mm. Grand Rapids Zoo material on the <laughs> yeah. pre-show show. Yeah, man. I got my cue cards out for nothing and broke a sweat. <laughs> but you know Sorry, what? People buddy. love the pre-show. <laughs> they do they? Gosh. Yep. Here we go, Mo. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite Facebooker, Diggy Bunt Muncher, and today's topic is shit I don't like. And I have a whole list on it, so please sit down and take notes. Thing number one, girls that make stupid faces and poses for Facebook. First of all, if you are still doing the duck face in 2013, pipe the fuck down. Nobody likes that shit. Thing number two, if you are taking a picture in the mirror, please clean that shit off because nobody wants to see your nasty ass toothbrush fucking stains on the fucking mirror. Clean that shit off, bitch. Clean that shit off. Thing number three. If you are sitting on the ledge of your motherfucking sink like this saying, does this angle make my booty look big? No, bitch. If your booty isn't big, don't try and make that booty big. That only confuses niggas. And we all know that your booty is as flat as your chest. Pipe the fuck down. This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. <sighs> your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house. <laughs> there you go. That's the big open for you, Mo. 
I liked it. Did you? What did you think? What, what did you say that girl looks like? Yeah, describe that girl. Her, yeah. Uh, I think it's like a really pissed off 10-year-old who, who just, <laughs> just sort of like squatting down the slide and just marking her territory like yeah. some sort of really <laughs> shitty elementary school. Am I close? Am I close at all? I mean, that's... Yeah. What Can you describe her characteristics physically? I'm not going to describe a 10-year-old girl's physical characteristics. You do? Okay. You know, okay. Do. You want to... Yeah. <laughs> She's not way. ten. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that she's not ten. Oh, okay, how old is she? She's maybe sixteen. I don't know. Maybe yeah, four, between fourteen and sixteen. Yeah, okay. I meant emotionally. Definitely, oh, yeah, definitely. Like she's yeah. behind the curve emotionally. A little. Yeah, could she's use, could use a pick me up. <laughs> she could use to get up. Sometimes she's rather large. She's really fat. Here's the thing, because she she says she drops the M bomb, Paula Dean style, and you would think that she might be a black girl. She's not. No, that's she's ter- not. That's she's terrifying. a huge. She's, she's a ginormous. Uh, she's a big, big fat white girl. Big fat white girl likes to eat. Go. This one tastes good than a bitch. <laughs> she likes to eat food that tastes good. Uh, is she a personal friend of yours? That yes. is her cousin. That's my yeah. cousin. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Because <laughs> yeah. I listened to your, I listened before, and I was like, I was like, how the fuck did they put out like a casting for that? Like, how did they get that? <laughs> That'd be great if we had a casting session for like just all these clips that we've played. <laughs> like, dude, you could. I mean, it wouldn't be the weirdest. I saw a no, casting right. thing yesterday that like somehow got like you know you sign up for casting networks and they send you things that fit your thing. And this one said, "Looking for a little person to cuddle with giant fluffy doll." Oh, like, you should have to put like a not for porn thing yeah. after that's that because that's very leading. That's what I assumed. I mean, yeah. what do they don't usually use LPs for much else? Seasonal work, Christmas. Seasonal work? Oh, Christmas. Right. Yeah, yep. and then pornography. Right? Yeah, we all know that's the time of year, and they get all the fucking work. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's so unfair. It's ridiculous. Did you get? Do you get the casting? That casting. It's like an email that's attached to some casting cert, like something that you're like, I don't even want to get yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right? Know, yeah, I don't know why I'm on that casting frontier. Yeah, exactly. I yes, and I it's like, too. and yesterday I was like, uh, I was like, Tom, uh, they're casting dwarfs. Are you ready to submit? <laughs> no, like, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Right, right. But somehow I got this. I got the callback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so. It's always like fat black woman. Yeah. Are you ready to submit yourself? <laughs> like and it, you're like, why do I get all of these? Dude, like, shouldn't they have? So it? I, I wrote this uh, this script right. And I was having my dad read it, just like something I haven't I haven't got out with yet. You know, I was like, Dad, tell me what you think. And uh, it was basically about like this guy, and he's described. You know, he's like he's like it's, the guy's a lead character. I wrote it for myself. You know, and uh, my dad goes, I think it's really good. He goes, who do you think would play the lead guy? I'm like, well, it's you know something I wrote for myself. He goes, he goes without being an asshole. He goes, oh, huh. I really like a man. I was imagining like a really good looking guy. <laughs> and I was like, well, who did you think I was going to play? And he was like, I was thought you'd play the character Barry. I'm like, this guy described as 43 and sweaty with like six kids and he's always running around. Like, what the fuck, dad? You made me, man. I know. <laughs> he's like, and I made some mistakes along yeah, the way. Yeah. That's hilarious. I know. Can your dad, like, I'm just surprised that your dad can read a script like the way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you can give a script to most people and they don't even know. Most dads are like, yeah. oh, yeah. what's this? It, you know, actually, my uh, my mom's brother was a uh, unsuccessful screenplay writer. Oh. And, uh, and, and I don't, he's still alive, but I don't think he's writing screenplays. So I think my dad had a lot of practice reading scripts. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> due to family obligations. Oh, sure. <laughs> Holy shit. So yeah. how did you get so good at it? Everybody talks about how good you are as a writer. I don't know who talks about that. Dude, what are you talking uh, about? Hello. Are you talking about that 16-year-old uh, girl? Who's coming on the slide? Like that motherfucker, good at writing. <laughs> <laughs> I read one of most scripts. 
<laughs> that shit was gooder than a bitch. My Jewish friend write good scripts. <laughs> No, I don't. I uh, you know, I, I don't know whether I'm good or not. But I, I have written since I was a, a little kid. I actually wrote like uh, I always used to write short stories, yeah, and stuff. And then I did write one horrendous novel in college. You really? did called Midnight Delirium. Wow. How's that for some angsty very college bullshit? Sure, yeah, that's yeah. great. I, it was like On the Road meets Fight Club. So you you actually published. No, 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 no. Oh, I did oh. not publish it. I said I wrote it. But oh, you, okay. But that's really it. ambitious. That is ambitious. And that that here's the thing about you that I mean, I don't know you that well. But yeah, I was doing, I was thinking on the way down. I uh I really don't know you very well. And Christina, I only got to know at um <laughs> In Austin. In Austin. And I've seen you I've seen you do stand up more, Christina, at the comedy store, but like Tom, I feel like is like this guy that everyone knows is hilarious, but is roading it all the time. Like I just don't see you around. That's true. That's true. And um, not around. And I was just thinking that I was like, you know, that's funny because I do feel like I know you because I know your act and everything. And I know whenever we see each other, it's cool. But I'm like, huh, I don't fucking even know if this guy has a sibling. And, and now you now you're here in the mommy dome. And honestly, you know what? So far, not that impressed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> how dare that's you? That's how most people Mandel. feel. So you're pretty. Wait, so what, what were you gonna say though? I'm sorry. Um, people say that you're shit, and I was just gonna say that like you know you're a fucking dick, and that's what everybody says. Well, that that's uh, more accurate. Than that. No, everybody actually. I I ser- they're like you are a guy who I've heard multiple people say, oh, like Mo is proactive. Like he all and you like you said like you wrote yourself into this script. Like you you're write very su- you. You're very successful. You're driven, dude. Driven. I like that. I think um, DIY. I, I love writing. I've always really, really liked that. That's kind great of thing, you know. And I, but the but re- you can like it and not be good at it. But you're good at it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're if you really like doing something, I think you learn to get good yeah. at it, uh, don't yeah. you? You know. Sure. I mean, actually, that's not hundred percent true. I loved baseball as a kid, and I practiced harder than <laughs> anyone I knew. And I still batted one forty six my really? one year of high school baseball, and then quit. <laughs> and you loved you loved. I it. loved it. I mean, why'd you I, quit? Because I just couldn't hit. Really? And then mm. I was always like that. I was like a really small kid. I was like 103 pounds as a freshman in high school. And Whoa. I worked for hours every day on, on baseball. I would like go to the batting cages. I would like you know, like get a tee and practice hitting the wiffle ball off a tee with like a literally skinny bat. Like I was as driven as Ryan Sandberg. So, but know? see, it's translated into your career. You're like that That's now. That's true. You're, trans- you're a fucking driven guy. Yeah, I think I'm obsessive about whatever it is. Didn't translate into Do you? Are you obsessive? Are you the kind that you feel guilty taking time off? Oh, yeah. I have, a, yeah. I have the hardest time. Uh, Anxiety at night. Do you sleep life. at night? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you not enjoy life? No, no. I enjoy life. But like, I mean, just in doing something for the sake of enjoying it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I feel like I'm a happy person mm-hmm. when I go through my, my, uh, my like regimented day. But it's definitely like... I'm not like the kind of person where I'm like, oh, let's, uh, let's, Are you let's always, go to the beach for three days. You know, wow. right? You won't do that. Are you always writing? You write all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's and amazing. You, amazing. I don't have more jokes at work <laughs> considering that. Do you, are, you, are you writing your act or you're writing? I just sort of go stuff? back to my uh, Comedy Central half hour special from three years ago and refine those jokes. <laughs> oh god! Add some new text. Yeah. Uh. Once Live at Gotham comes around and, and I redo my set from '08, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be fucking amazing. Ma- monster. I'm getting all the air out. All right. Yeah. Wait. So tell us this though. As you're, uh, are you a guy that like? Do you go, um, I have an idea for this, and you kind of like, do you board it out? Like you do like outlines, and you're like fucking attack it? Is that how you do it? Um, you know, I didn't used to do that, mm-hmm. and then I started to do that, 
and actually did not like what I worked on by doing that. And I've now gone back to my old approach, which is, um, and this is writing sitcom pilots. Okay. Like I, so I've written two features that are fucking horrible. And okay. I've never done any, tried to do anything with them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I like to like, I get like a few ideas for scenes. I write it out on a paper. Like I try to beat out the idea for the thing, but then I don't really make too big of a deal of sticking to it. And I just sort of try to, I, I like, I, I actually like the process of writing. So I will rewrite the same thing for like two months every single day. Oh, wow. Just be, wow. just because I obsessive and, it, and I feel like I get the meat of what it's about. Okay. Whereas if you try to like, diagram it out too much mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know what the fuck you're talking about like you're just sort of like making something into a math equation that's really like you know kind of more like the feel i don't know the feeling of the well and sitcom writing too it's very sing-songy i mean it's it's literally there's a, a music song. to it yes. yeah absolutely yeah and the word economy is so important you really have to think out every single word and and how it fits into a phrase right to right. be funny and i think you can't really uh I don't know, at least for me, I can't really sense that just thinking about it, you know. But yeah. it is a music. You know, Jimmy Burroughs, who's like that world-famous, you know, uh, sitcom director who's directed, like he created Cheers and all yes. that. He will actually, I got to work with him earlier this year, and he didn't do this, but I've heard this is what he does too. Uh, he will go behind stage during the rehearsals and just listen to the dialogue. And that's oh, how wow, he gets an idea cool. of how to direct the actors. He doesn't even watch what they're wow. doing. Wow. Yeah. See, I like, I love that era of sitcom, the 80s. I love Cheers. I love Roseanne. And I was just watching Sanford and Son which takes place in a goddamn junkyard. It's Red Fox and his son. And I feel like the sitcom of today, it, it would never. this would never exist, these 80s sitcoms. And for some reason, we're so terrified of talking about real shit, like race or anything. I know, like anything. DJ it from sucks. Roseanne. What a oh, yeah. dysfunctional, real character that is. <laughs> yeah. And right. the, he's, practic- he's basically as Asperger's, you know? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And you can't imagine. He's it. highly functioning autistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, right, right. In, on the show, for sure. They let it get dark, for sure. Um, well, anyways, so, that, those are the good old days of sitcom. Good yeah. old days. You know, I just wish there was more ways to make fun of kids with Asperger's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I why don't you write that sitcom? That's what my novel was about. <laughs> was it? <laughs> what was it called again? Autism and Asperger's. Dude, oh, here's the problem. It was called Midnight Delirium. It was Midnight. spent all over the table. And... Uh, I was such an angsty fucking kid. Really? In, in, I don't uh, see that. Oh, I don't God. see that. I know. I have, Were you up to above 103? Were you now weighing more? At, I was weighing more than 103, but I had the confidence of 103. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, what did you graduate high school weighing? Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Probably <laughs> I don't 160. Think I ever weighed 103. I'm obsessed with weight, so I just put yeah, I think like 160, but like my picture... In high school, my graduation, I showed my girlfriend, and she, without joking, she was like, oh, is this your eighth grade graduation picture? <laughs> and I was like, see, this is why fucking high school sucked. High school is the worst. I hate I, it, I was, I can't imagine, I can't remember being more unhappy. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming 
I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. So, but here's the thing. And I, I don't know, this is only what I know from like, you and I didn't sleep one night and then we went well, to the I'll airport. clarify with Tom what that means. No, wait, but like we all, all of us went on this early morning flight after this festival and none of us had slept. So let me rephrase that. And we all looked like Helen Hong who was yeah, also on the yeah. flight. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, we're in the airport and, and you and I are delirious and we're just going through each other's family lives. And it struck me that you kind of have, as far as comedians go, a pretty functional upbringing. It sounded like oh, you yeah, a cool abs- family. Absolutely. I mean, my family's not like normal. Like um, I grew up in like a redwood forest and, you know, my parents used to grow pot and all that kind of stuff. Really? Wow. That's but- rad. As far as comedian goes, that's pretty fucking normal. No, yeah, I, I that's, like, say. that's like leave that's it to pretty Beaver. good. I, I remember <laughs> that's a sitcom. Was it? I think it was in God. your act. I think I saw you. Uh, you had a joke about the name, right? Your name, yeah. And I forget what it was, but it, it, your parents they gave you like, what, like wasn't it like an Indian? name? Yeah. Well, it's funny because my name is actually Mohan, which is Hindu, and it's another name for Mohandas Gandhi. Wow. And uh, if anyone doesn't, you know, well, I'm just a white Jewish guy. There's no. Uh, <laughs> Dot situation. That is pretty insane. But right? the, like, but this, what's funny is I grew up hearing that they'd given me that name, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if you name your kid after Gandhi. But then I heard the real story when I was midway through high school, which is my dad wanted to give me a Hebrew name, and he was went into the bookstore in Berkeley and was reading through names through the New Age Baby Name Book, but he didn't want to buy the book which is where the Jewishness comes in. <laughs> right. So he just started writing down names. <laughs> and while getting scared that he was going to get caught writing them down, he right. accidentally went from the Hebrew section to the Hindu section. Oh, Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And so funny. during my brisk, you know, my circumcision, the rabbi's like, that's not a fucking Jewish name, Mohan. Yeah. They're like, what? No, it, it was. They went back and looked, no, it's not. <laughs> so, that's hilarious. So wow. they decided, like, you know, it's fate of everything. Like, kept yeah. it. So, so then I was like to my mom, like, well, so you didn't name me after Gandhi. Because you yeah. didn't think he was in the Hebrew section, surely, you know. So did they call you Mo though? Everybody called no, you. No, actually, I didn't. I started going by Mo my junior year of college. So in high school, everyone called you Mohan. Yeah, oh I was 103 pounds. God. My name was Mohan. I was oh Jewish God, in a redneck dude. town. Things were oh good. Oh my god! No wonder you had anxiety. Yeah. 
awfulness. See, yeah, I'm trying to think like back to my high school. If I if I knew you, I'd be like, yo, where the fuck's that guy from? Like that would that would be my oh, thing. Oh, we right? would like, ridicule you constantly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why does that guy have that Mohawk. ridiculous? Well, name? you know what's funny is like a lot of people just assume like if if. Uh, People will talk to me. They go, oh, "You're Jewish," and I'll, they'll be like, "What's your real name?" I go, "Mohan." They go, "Oh, so you're really Jewish?" <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, uh, "No, it's actually yeah. Hindu." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's, funny. It's not. I like, would make that same yeah. horrible joke and an, an analysis. They're like, "This guy's a real." It's not a joke. Guy. Yeah, you just you just yeah. you assume. Yeah, you're like, "Well, it's a weird name. I've never heard it. You're certainly not named after a fucking Indian revolutionary. That would <laughs> yeah, make no sense." That is so fucking crazy. Sounds super Jewy. Yeah. yeah. Now, how did so, you? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I want to say so. You 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 lived in Redwood Forest, literally in like. Like a hippie foresty commune, or I what? mean, no, no. My brother was actually raised in a commune uh, in Berkeley in the hills. It was like a dome. What? And uh, he, he older or younger? Two years older. Okay. And uh, like they said, you know, like my mom and her friends would like they had the kids and they would like take turns breastfeeding the different kids. You know, they'd pass <sighs> them around this. and shit. And uh, but when I was born, they had already moved to the country, a little town of seven hundred people, and so it wasn't a commune at that point. But wow. it was a small house that used to be like a logger's cabin or something. And did you have electricity and running water? Yeah, yeah, we okay. had electricity and running water. But you were just like kind of out there, kind of. Yeah, like we couldn't, you couldn't get cable where I live. Like they physically could not oh my God, hook it, it up that far. So like if you knew people who had, they had like one of those NASA-sized satellite dishes. Remember that? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I live in a trailer and I work for NASA. <laughs> yeah. Well, no wonder you're a good writer. You had your imagination growing up. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't watch television. You're like, mom, I want to see uh, Married with Children. We'll write an episode. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Of course. Did you want to do stand up, young? No, no, no. But I had a cousin. One of my cousins was a stand up comedian in the eighties and nineties, and uh, very successful. One. Her name was Sue Kalinsky, hmm. and she was on the Tonight Show, and she hosted a show on Comedy Central when it first came no out. Shit. What really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, she now works in reality TV, but she also wrote for Sex in the City. I mean, she's had a very successful career down here. So growing up, so far removed from Hollywood, every now and then we would be like at a place that had cable and we'd watch my cousin on the Bob Hope special or, you know. Oh, wow. You know, cool. She used to date for years Ken Ober. Who, oh, yeah. I remember yeah, Ken Ober. Control and stuff. Mm-hmm. She still lives. She, lives she here? still lives here. Yeah, she's super. Sue she's super Clinton. funny. She doesn't do stand up really anymore, but she uh, she worked for the Osmores, an executive producer. On, I love that here. show. I yeah. miss them so much. I watched every episode of that show. Really? Yeah, they're so kooky. Fun. I like them. Never have been able to get into any. Wait, so oh, when did you get? Oh my god, I'm so into it now. I can't. Just reality TV in general. <laughs> um, a lot. Well, a lot of, like shows that you wouldn't expect. None of really the network ones. Just the cable no, we don't. Ones. We don't watch like. Yeah. So you oh think yeah, you what's, can dance. yeah, what's yeah. the voice? You're not going to. No, no, not like Survivor. No, not shit like we that. We watch the really dumb shit. Yeah, like the Bravo stuff, like Millionaire Matchmaker. Oh, God. This is so funny because like every time I get up in the morning, my girlfriend's <laughs> just like eating it. breakfast while watching some bullshit like <sighs> yeah, yeah. Moms or something. I'm like what? The f- who does all this? that? Gigolos, really? Oh, Gigolos! Uh, I actually watched Gigolos once with my uh, girlfriend. And we got really turned on and uh, actually fucked after watching it. Because it was go. like, Are you serious? Some dude had gotten paid to like bang this fucking like uh, kind of hot chick. And like it was kind of like the first time we'd ever actually like kind of watched porno together, but it wasn't porno, oh, you know? Porno. And we were like, Nice. All right. <laughs> we got into it. Oh, yeah. porno. Porno. Oh, porno. <laughs> Isn't that nice when you can share porno together? 
That's... Yeah, but it's funny, like, in my experience, like, I feel like any girls I've dated, they're never quite ready for how intense it gets. Like, they're kind of, like, into it. And then, they're, and then they're like, what is this, like, fetish porn? And you're like, no, this is just what they do. It's normal yeah. now. He came on the floor, and she has to clean up something. Yeah. Else, so. yeah. There you go. <laughs> it, it is true, because it is so extreme from what we're used to as a woman you're like oh my do you have to have anal every time you have sex yeah like, i feel like when women watch porn it's like guys watching porn right after we orgasmed we're just like you know, oh yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, like oh mm. god that's not that's not necessary at all yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i will say you found a keeper because if you're if you can i think it's good when a woman kind of is cool with you and pornography no she she's definitely uh because you, you don't want you don't want to marry it's someone. It's not very common. I, I don't understand women who are like don't let their guys watch porn. Uh, they exist. That's what I'm saying. You're lucky in that you yeah. found it is it is bizarre. You found a good it's, one. It's, and I know guys are like, no, I just kind of put the ixnay on that. Like she's not a big fan, so kind of stopped. Just kind of like, okay, what else you can you do? Any? Or, are you allowed to do stuff still? <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like half of all marriages fail why don't we give ourselves a fighting fucking right. chance you know right. yeah make it somewhat tolerable for oh, you yeah, guys yeah. to be around each other could you imagine if we if you really loved like i, I love smoking bob but my husband won't let me or I, that one i know like very well friends who are like like oh like and not like fucking stoners but like these people who like to oh i like every once in a while to smoke a joint or whatever smoke <laughs> a bowl and they their spouse is like that's just not happening yeah. And they're like, okay, I guess I'll never so do depressing. that again. I'm like, damn, but you like doing that. Like, you're not killing anyone doing that. Like, just right. Like, mm, just done, done. I know. It's uh, you cut them off, and they're, they're hers now. Torture. I actually, on the same topic, and kind of to connect to the last one, found out uh, also at the end of high school, my parents had an open marriage. No. What? While I was a kid, but you know, here's the thing. Wow. They, they don't think anymore. But that's another thing where I'm like, I'm not a proponent of it necessarily. But they've been married for 44 years. They go tango dancing every fucking week. It's Look, if you can time. find a way to keep yourself in love with somebody after that I long, agree. fucking anything, anything goes. That's yeah. why I tell Tommy. I was she, like, she told me just wait it out. She wait goes, it out, bro. I can start banging chicks after we're like 30 or 40 years in. Really? Well, yeah. Especially in. can like, the chicks be younger? Do they have to be the same age? I don't, I don't know. know. We're not there yet. That, that's that's but, the line. But here's the thing, like. <laughs> Seriously, if you've, if no, you've lived your life with somebody, you have a home, you've raised your kids, you guys are cool, why the fuck not? No, no, they did this before like, they got older. And But your mother wasn't afraid <laughs> of having like little kind... Were you guys little at the time, or was this is before she had you? Uh, I think it was both. They were married for 10 years before they had us, but I think for, okay. for a short period. Because you know what, what happened was my mom was... Uh, she all of a sudden, she was like, you know, I got to go to Portland for a couple weeks. And I was, or, and I was like, why the who, Why? What? Or not a couple weeks, like a couple days. And then I was like, who the fuck do you know up there? She's like, oh, an old friend. Uh, it's this guy I know mm. who's dying of brain cancer. And he's asked for me to come up there and see him before he dies. Pretty fucking intense. I'm like, yeah, intense. this guy is that close to your friend? And I've never heard of him. And then it kind of, t- I mean, it did come out then. But one of my dad, his friend and him had a falling out. And his friend drunkenly, like, told my brother this shit. Whoa. And Whoa. then we're like, oh, that's why you went to Portland to see your ex-lover. <laughs> See your ex-lover. I just want to taste of that pussy before I die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. And the whole time crazy. afterwards, I found out because I think I found out in between her realizing she has to go and then her going. So the whole time, I was saying to my dad, like, you know, they're getting it back on, right? I mean, you know, like he's probably not even sick, right? So your parents do not. Your dad's <laughs> wow. not a jealous guy, right? I mean, damn. I mean, I think the guy was literally dying of brain cancer. But you still, got a fucking oh, so that, asshole. To but be. but the arrangement. Like they're they're pretty cool. With oh it, right? yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I really don't think they do this anymore. Funny enough, though, I did talk a little bit about this on Bob and Tom, which is that <laughs> show out in Indiana. Right? Yeah, it's and then a friend of mine calls me from my hometown and goes, "Hey, you know that show syndicated here now, right?" <laughs> oh, yes. no. 
shit. Oh, shit. So, but, oh, but they didn't hear it. But do you, okay, so they stopped doing it, which means for some reason it obviously wasn't working out, maybe. Uh, yeah, the rumor best. was my dad wasn't as cool with it, which I totally gotcha. get. I don't feel like he could pull a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because he doesn't see you in, as the lead in that script? Is this what you're yeah, getting? Yeah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, man. I'm so not Barry. Do you think this contributed, because that's pretty heavy for a little kid to find out when your parents are having like alternative. Uh, we didn't find out in, when I was a little kid. I found out oh, okay. like, towards the end of high school. But or you maybe, sensed it. But I remember this conversation in high school. I mean, you know how there's like a girl in high school who like maybe gives a hand job or something and she becomes known as like the class whore. Of course. And the poor girl is fucking just, you know, yes. the judgmental you are. So I remember we're at like this pharmacy or whatever. My, I, I was a sophomore. My dad was taking me home and he had to pick up something. And <clears throat> this girl, you know, was kind of nice to me or whatever, who was working on the counter and she also went to high school with me, you know, but she was like way out of my league as every girl was at that time. I don't know if I'd kissed a girl at that point, really. And my dad's like, you should, you know, she was real nice. She asked you about like the math class you guys, and you should talk to her. I'm like, dad, I'm not going to, I'm going to make kind of an excuse. I'm like, dad, she's like, she fucking such a whore. I mean, like some, she's like, she like anal sex with some guy or something. He's like, he goes, a lot of people have anal sex. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh fuck no, me. Gross yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, thanks, dad. dad. What's up, dad? I just like at that point in my life. Oh, that girl has so, anal sex. I don't want anything to do of with course. it. I remember the anal horn. sex um, rumor girl in my high school. There's always and, one. Oh, God. And they just, they were uh, just brutal to that girl. I wasn't, I didn't, oh, yeah. but I was just like, God. There, like, dude, there was a girl called Butt Sex Becky. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, Butt Sex Becky. Because she had butt sex. Yeah. Backdoor Buford was at ours. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Backdoor, so it just happened to be the people with the B last names were getting anal. So lucky. I guess so, yeah. Lucky out. That's a lucky that break. That sucks. There was just one girl that had huge tits. And <laughs> There's all butt sex a girl over there. You're like, wait, that doesn't <laughs> yeah, work. Let's, <laughs> let's wait for somebody <laughs> else to do it before yeah. you throw that one up. <laughs> yeah, right. Stacy. No, there was this girl, um, uh, uh, Shelby Castellucci, and she had just huge tits. Like in seventh grade, nice. she was one of those girls yeah. that just had enormous tits tits and of course everybody called her a whore i felt so bad for her yeah. she didn't even do anything just right. by virtue of having those got these big old sloppers and you guys yeah. are fucking talking shit i know so okay so you had angst and stuff so what were you were you like gothy or were you what was your whole genre um i like kind of tried to be like a indie indie rocker guy mm-hmm. i think i was like a really i was like a candy raver of an indie rocker uh-huh. <laughs> oh right because raves were big in the 90s that was yeah that time yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I would try to like go thrift store shopping and stuff yeah. like that, but I was never really that. I have a hard time investing in any particular subculture yeah. too much, you know. Yeah. It is an investment. Wait, where did you go to college? Uh, UC Santa Barbara. Oh, UC Santa Barbara. smart oh. kid, UC. Nice. Good it was school. not as smart when I went there. Really? That's a nice. That's a nice fucking I, town, though. Man. Yeah, it is a nice town. I, I got in there in 1999, so it, it's not like oh, wow. back in. Now it is pretty smart. When I was there, I was like, it was like you could get like a three three or something. It wasn't like that's yeah, pretty high. Yeah, GPA actually, I didn't get. Sorry, that. I didn't really do an assessment of the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't I know barely if you know this room got so it. Well. Uh, <laughs> what was your SAT? I'm sorry. Really oh my god, I really didn't read this crowd. Do you want uh, to talk at low? I bet you I have SAT? the lowest SAT score of all of us. Twelve thirty. But I did take a course. I took a course. For two days, what did you guys get? I got ten thirty. Uh, I didn't break a thousand. And we should also clarify: what, Are you serious? Because <laughs> I was so bad at math, I failed algebra one like three times. Uh, so my math score is literally like three something, and then it was all verbal. Yeah, you used literally level. perfectly right there. So you stupid. Certainly did. I've, I actually had to take <laughs> algebra one twice in high school as well. Oh, okay. Failed. Failed algebra one. <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> 
they made me uh-huh. take a what's it sophomore year I took uh, what was it geometry geometry yeah totally cool yeah I got a B in yeah. geometry. it was the only math in my life I got a B in took an algebra course again junior year failed mm-hmm. senior year had to take um, another like makeup course failed mm-hmm. and then the basically Wait, when you say failed F. you mean failed fail. F so you just didn't try yeah you didn't even no, show up no no, it was bad. Like I literally, my math. First of all, I think I I'm poor math skills. But then I was so scared of math that like even my like the building blocks of like of math that like you know the math you learn in seventh grade I had forgotten. So like when they're like you know when they would give me an example, right? You just divide it like you did back then, and then you can move. I'd be like I forgot how to do that. It's infuriating to me how yeah. like you don't even use something you learned Zero. in fourth grade. You know, you know, I know. What I mean, like, there's zero math that you use in your life. Well, yeah, well, all the X minus seven over B, none of that shit fucking matters. No, and here's the other thing: you think that that would matter if you took like if you had a, a career in finance, and you don't even need math to have a finance career. Yeah, well, you know, you, you really have, don't. You just have to have a really nice suit. You have to be really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> really aggressive. But I mean, like, you're carry a briefcase. The knowledge, the math, the number knowledge is like here are the here's Percentage. the shares. This is the price. Yeah, so like you. Multiply this by that. I think it times it by. You times it, dude. It is all a bunch of fuck. It's all personality. This fucking world, dude. My cousin uh, makes over a million dollars a year working for Oracle, and he's like a big time salesman. Motherfucker, like only reason he got into college was a good baseball player. You know, cruised through that shit. You know, got a job working in sales for some place. He says a great he makes person. a million dollars a year in yeah. sales. And he's just incredibly wow. like charismatic and kind of wow. good looking and kind of like loves people and people Me. love him. He's, yeah. he's, he's you yeah. plus $950,000. Wow. Jesus, you dick. And, uh, and I'm just like, I'm like, he works for like a tech company. He's like, I don't know. I, don't know. I just sell him and I go, these guys will break it down for you. Definitely in America. Wow. You yeah. can get by on bullshit. Yeah. But like in Germany, or you know where you, you you work for one company your whole life it's definitely merit based like you have to have the marks the good grades to get in here engineering what, what are you about, based do you, do you have a lot of do you have a lot of insight into the german corporate structure i, I do <laughs> actually oh you do yeah because i studied german in college <laughs> and i remember learning like seriously to get a job in germany it's kind of a labor intensive like you do have to show your academics and you're at one company your whole life. At least that's how it was in the 90s. Can you imagine reason. applying for a job now and trying to explain oh what God. you've been doing oh for the last 10 years, basically? Yeah. yeah they'd be like, um, I've written some good poo jokes. Yeah. You guys, the, uh, I come on your <laughs> I come on her face. Did you guys like that? Like, in my podcast? Like yeah, podcast? I mean, if I were to go back over my resume, would I'd be like, I think. The longer you do this and not that, Definitely the the worst so for you. Fucked. Getting into that shit. There's Wait, no looking back. How did you get into stand up? Uh, well, like I said, I, you know, I, I wrote a lot of stuff in college, and I got kind of to a certain point where when I graduated, where I was just sort of, I don't really understand. I kind of just got sick of writing things that no one wanted to read. Yeah, you know, you could write a novel, and no one gives a shit. And somehow, I think the summer after I graduated college, I just sort of like started like just thinking about shit, like just thinking about what, you know, how would you write a joke? I don't know why to start thinking about it, and then. I was working at a summer camp, and I had all the counselors like, "Hey, go into the laundry room at like three a.m. I'm going to tell some jokes." And I was like, oh. "You, you did this? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god." And then I just got out in front of you know I, I was behind I was hiding behind a, a laundry machine. I had a friend of mine come out and say, "All right, da, 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 and I got on there and just did some stuff, and it actually went pretty well. And I think I did it like tw- two other times during that summer, and then. Uh, 
I like over the next year, maybe did like 14 open mics just sort of playfully. Oh, wow. And then I was like, fucking, I'm into it. And I moved to San Francisco and, and just started doing it. Yeah. Wow. I was working at Pete's Coffee. I would work the 5.15 a.m. to 1 p.m. shift so that I could go take the bus around town to do open mics. And then, uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, do, what did you do? Like, brainwash was that? Yeah, one yeah. There? Brainwash. I, I think I, I think I was the, I think I got second place in that competition. Okay. Yeah. Look yeah, at it's, you, it's, it's in a laundry mat. That's right. Slash cafe slash open mic. That's wow. right. <laughs> and did you do the uh, the Sunday open mic at the punchline? Yeah, line yeah, yeah. And... Punchline, all that. Started with like guys like Moshe Kasher, uh-huh. um, Nico Santos, Ali Wong. Uh-huh. Wow. All big names. Big names. Mr. Moshe. I know Mr. Big Moshe. Big basic cable names. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Small Non-basic cable names. <laughs> there you go. So, what do your parents do for money? They still they grow weed. That's no, no. My dad's a psychiatrist. Um, oh, that's they're both right. they're both in like their late sixties now. So I think they're, they're you know neither of them work that much. But he's a psychiatrist, and my mom does a massage. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Those are two of our favorite things. Definitely. <laughs> really? Do you guys do a lot of massage and stuff? Yeah, we go to uh, the these Thai broads. It's like twenty bucks an hour, and yeah, they, yeah we love that stuff, man. I was in Whole Foods today, and, and uh, the one in Hollywood, you know, there's that massage section. Yeah, uh huh. Like, I just love that idea. Someone's like, oh, I had to buy an organic peach, and it distressed me out. <laughs> <laughs> I really need someone to work the plunk down in the produce department <laughs> yeah, in front of everybody. Totally do, yeah. I won't do that. I can't do it in public. Oh fuck no! It's yeah. crazy. So I worked with Eric Griffin on the road one time. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, workaholics Eric Griffin. He was this fucking he was going to get massages in the mall and stuff he he was like i think one day he went because we were in the mall of america one day he went and got like a normal massage the next day he was like i think i'm gonna get the kind where you lie down in the thing and they spray you with water and the, the, the tube or something like that i was like oh my Dude, what the it's fuck? so addictive that's though. a colonic it's, it's addictive <laughs> because tube. because of like that state that like euphoric state you get into you just want to feel like that all the time you know it's oh, such yeah. like an anxiety reliever it's wonderful. It's, it is, yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's very healing. If someone likes you and they massage you, some of these Thai bitches don't give a fuck and they just tear into you. If you get a good one, it's just it's so wonderful. You yeah. transport it to it's a healer. Dimension. Yeah, have you guys ever done the couples massage? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when you're at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. I, my girlfriend took me for my birthday a couple of years ago, and we went to one, and it was great. Yeah. And then the girl started like making fun of me, though. Like the, my masseuse was like making fun of my hairy back, and like was making no. these little cracks. Don't really? And it was like kind of funny at first, and I was like, "All right, bitch, shut the fuck up." I'm yeah. like, "You're trying to relax." So like, yeah. Oh, look at how hairy! Just so kind of kept going on. I always think that they are looking at me too, like, you're so fat. Look at her fat rolls. Oh, I'm but sure they they're disgusted by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course they are. They just keep it inside. They're like, that was a fucking well, They're also bit. small enough <laughs> the real pig we had in here for the last hour. Oh, yeah, because they're all tiny and stuff. They're all tiny. Yeah. I went to a prostitute one time in uh, Amsterdam to get a beeger. Yeah, with the red light district? Yeah, and uh, I was so cold that I had been wearing <laughs> long johns. And when I took my pants down with the long johns, she started laughing at me. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck this. And I just was like, I, I walked out. I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, who wants to be and I heard her, chastised? And I heard her be like to a friend, like in whatever language, like like just describing what a pussy I was for walking around in the salon. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, okay? Oh. It's fucking cold here. I yeah. understand you guys are on cocaine or something that keeps your body. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I wanna, I'm desperate to ask you about this. Huh. Uh, the story that I asked you before, if you could tell, uh, that Christina was like, I don't know about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Jim Gaffigan story. Yes. yes. Yeah. Please tell this story. <sighs> Do you think this is cool, though? I mean, 
Yeah, of course. He, he would he get mad about that? I don't know him personally. Do you? No, I mean I've met him once. I, I don't, but I don't. I don't think he seems would get like mad. a pretty he's, normal he's not dude. Gonna, he's not going to hear this, right? Negative. No. <laughs> well, anyway, so I was in 2010. I was going to do my film like Comedy Central half hour special, and so I was like, I got to New York like the day before, and I was like, all right, I need to do three sets. Um, tonight and I'm gonna work out each one ten minutes. And the first one was at Gotham, and Jake Johansson was the headliner. And you know, I was gonna go up there and do you know whatever ten minutes. And uh, so then, uh, right before I go on, Jim Gaffigan shows up, and and they're like, all right, well Jim's gonna go on, and then you're gonna go on. And John Dore was also on the show, but he actually left before uh, this happened. So then Jim goes on stage, and the crowd is really rowdy. Like they were just rowdy for the host, and they were just rowdy, and it just it's just not going well. And they're just heckling him, and you know Jim's like just doing his jokes, like he's just there to work on jokes, whatever. Yeah. And then finally, you know, I'm sort of just basing out, and then I look up and I just hear him go, like, "What did you say?" And the person, some guy in the crowd's like, "Fuck you!" And then, Whoa. and then he's like, "Stand up, coward!" Good. And then all of a sudden, I didn't really see what happened exactly, like in the crowd. And all of a sudden, Jim Gavin just charges off stage, tackles the guy, just starts punching him. Nice. And the guy has like three friends, and it's just like a melee. And they throw they throw him against the wall, and I think he got hit maybe. And it's just fucking berserk because you're like, <laughs> of all the people that yeah. are going to get in a fist at Gotham, g- at That's Gotham, so rad. Jim fucking Gaffigan, you know, he's, and he's up there not doing the edgy material I was planning on doing. He's up there talking about pie and shit, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, how did he? So apparently, what happened is his wife went over there to tell the guy to be quiet, and the guy said something to him, and then Jim just fucking went nuts. Uh, you know, That's why That's women why. should always stay out of those situations, girlfriends yeah. and boyfriends, because but. Uh, yeah, and he fucking he hit the guy pretty hard, you know, and then he just gets like charged out, and like all of a sudden you see like a, what a he's like just a big man, like he's just mm-hmm. a big man from Indiana, like he's not like he this is. cuddle bear guy, like yeah. well I'm sure he is that too, but like he's just charged out, he's bright red, you know, and the fuck, and it's crazy, like seventy people get escorted out, it goes on for like a half hour, and then the club oh owner comes up God. to me and he goes, uh, no, Jake Johansson's manager comes up to me uh, and he goes. So uh, I'm like, yeah, so I mean, obviously I'm not going to go up. I mean, we just lost 40 minutes. He goes, actually, Jake still wants you to go up there and do like 10 minutes. <laughs> he doesn't want to follow that. Oh, so I have to get on stage. And there's like, you know, there's 70 people gone, all from like the same oh. section, basically. And uh, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to try to get to do whatever. And the next day in Time Out Magazine uh, online, you know, Time Out New yeah. York, they wrote about it. And they wrote, after the melee... L.A. comedian Mo Mandel took the stage and attempted to win the crowd back with a joke about a man fucking a dog and a lion. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a joke I had told for like a week and then told for another week. Yeah, But but that is what they decided to encapsulate my entire comedy. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, did it work? Did the joke work? Uh, I think it did okay. Yeah. Think- you know what, though? And Gaffigan's, that's so, in his defense, like, wouldn't you go bananas I've, if some fucking guy said something to me? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm apart. I've come close. I mean, I've raged. I've lost my shit yeah, on stage too. before. I've definitely wanted to, to legit beat the mm-hmm. fuck out of somebody. I think if they said something to you, it's almost, that's the green light. You're like, mm-hmm. all right, go for it. Like, there's, that's, well, the that's when, yeah, yeah, that's when someone's painting a corner. Yeah. You know, um, but it's funny, though, because I've never, you know, I've done comedy for like 10 years and a lot of shitty places, a lot of shitty comedians. I've never seen that before. No. I've, I've never seen it. No. I saw one time, who the fuck was that? Somebody at 
Um, remember Dublin's? Were you here when Dublin's yeah. was No, I heard, I've always heard about Dublin's. Somebody th- jumped off stage. Yeah, it wasn't a name guy. But they would, they would always have like guys who were like just crush city back then. It would be like Bowden and then Dane. This is like before Dane was even like a superstar. Yeah. And he would just level. The, and then there'd be people who you didn't really know from like the clubs or anything. And some guy lost his shit and choked somebody out. <laughs> Choked him out. Yeah, okay. like jumped off and put him in a headlock and was like choking him. Yeah. I heard, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of See, us. comics should do that more often. Yeah. And then word should spread that if you mouth off, yeah. someone's going to fucking choke you out. Right. I like it. Punch you and beat you. Yeah. 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 But it's it's scary, though, when you're on the road because you're by yourself. Yeah. And you're in these people's like backyard, you know? And it's like, I was at a club one time recently and some guy was like really just fucking getting into it with me. And like I like had one of those things where like you're just you're clicking on all cylinders yeah. and you just eviscerate the fucking guy yeah. and he's just like really like you know he takes it the wrong way like he's like now now there's nothing else to do yeah. and I was too scared to even sell CDs after the show because I was like I'm by myself there's only females working Staff. at the club oh, there's no big guy fucked. here yeah, so I'm like you know not to generalize women as not being tough or whatever but I was like, no you need a protection. you need a fucking Someone, guy who's at least yeah. bigger than you yeah. you know and then yeah. I was like oh, fuck this I don't want to get punched over oh, this oh yeah bullshit. man yeah, no, no, no. cost me probably. 14 bucks worth of CD sales. (laughs) (laughs) That is the difference between me and you guys, though, is that if you say something shitty to somebody, the repercussions could be most likely more physical than mine. Like nine times out of ten, a dude isn't going to come back. What about a chick? It's like a chick would beat you up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if it's ever come. No, I've only ever had an altercation kind of where I wanted to fucking murder somebody (laughs) in Indianapolis, this drunk girl. Was Was it Crackers downtown? Because that's where my story yeah, took place. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly where my story took place. I, I can't believe that. But no. it's funny because I told this story to someone the other true? day and they were like, yeah. And they were like, oh, I had this thing happen there the other day and one of the chicks tackled the guy. And I was like, oh, so they're fucking these girls. Like, you can't oh have my God. I, uh, I broke the mic stand at uh, <laughs> Crackers downtown. Just so, you know when you take the mic stand you go like this? I did it so hard that the whole thing, the base oh of it life. broke and the thing broke. So I was... Ready, I was ready to get you had off to write stage and beat Ruth a check for $85 at the end of the week. No. I was like, you guys need to fucking step up and get people out of here when it gets to that point. This shit was a fucking train wreck. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that club in general. Like, yes. I like the setup. I like it small. I, I like, like the shows there. Yeah. It's the shows are fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It is fun. And uh, for but some uh, they can get rowdy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. God damn it! And I, I don't did. like that as much anymore. I used to, yeah. I used to like, 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 just proving my balls to myself, like I can handle a rowdy crowd. Now it's like I really don't want it. I don't like that it's, vibe. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. It, there's no money it's in it. Stupid. There's no payoff it's in it. It's just like it always. Well, what it takes to win is like the worst. But the joke. thing is, now that you're mm-hmm. ten years into stand up, like you're really a stand up. You know how to perform. You know, like you like doing this. This is your one of one of the art forms that you partake in and when you go do it you want to do the show like you want to here i'm here i came here to perform for you so when like you get a really rowdy fucking chaotic environment it's like it's such a disrespect to what you want to do right. you know after this much time you're like well why am why do i have to deal like i came here to do this yeah and you're fucking it up for me right and now, you're not you know? really working right. on material you're yeah, not you're not improving it's derailing your, your your work right and then also as long as, long as they, if you know as soon as they get the uh power then you're literally performing for them 
as opposed yes. to them watching you perform. Yeah. And that's a horrible feeling. That's and an I, interesting point, Mo. That, yeah. That's very like true. Very a dancing right. monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I and I've, I like I don't mean like you know when people like when people yell shit out. You should be able to yell something back, and like if you're a comic, you know that's what you do. Like, and th- that's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about like when there's that that level of like just chaos in a room. Yeah. And like the room doesn't handle that, and you're just like, so am I just supposed to fucking babysit? this guy or this table right like for the next 20 minutes it's that and when you get like a really shitty suburban crowd that just wants you to fucking not say anything that they don't want to hear that also the worst I'm just like no you know what no I didn't I wasn't a fucking loner outcast for most of my life to fucking try to you know, coerce the mainstream into having a good Friday night. Like, fuck that. No, fuck That's you. not what I yeah. want out of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they stopped booking me for um, spe- like special holidays because... Uh, <laughs> Valentine's they, Day? Yeah. I know. Valentine's Day, they were like, no me more Valentine's too, yeah. Day. And then I got a Mother's Day one where they got... You could have at least said mo- Happy Mother's Day. And I was like, fuck you, man. And he was like, brought my mother to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't give a fuck about your mother. Fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I know. And then you see, but then you like have that attitude, and then you like talk to some guy who does a corporate, and you're like, "I'm sorry, you made how much money?" Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm I know. Amazed. Yeah, but you know what? After enough time, you realize you're like, you know what? If I cared about that that much, I would have made the change. Of course. Like I would have yeah. done something right. to get that gig. It's not in you. If you're if you know about that and you don't make the change, it's because you really don't desire it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, I don't want to do that show. Not only that, I almost feel like I'm like, well, I would just do something else, right? Yeah, I mean, but now, I mean, obviously, I don't think I can do that. But I mean, I would have like liked to have thought I would have just said some different career, you know? Yeah, 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 man. absolutely, man. But um, I, <gasps> oh my gosh, did I win a prize? <laughs> Pretty much, in a way, yeah. You have a nice smile. Thank you. Did I want a free cleaning or something? <laughs> <laughs> this oh, are, is you our... for, are you familiar with Sparkle Care? Here's a free tube. <laughs> this is our dental update segment of the show. Nice. Um, what's your dental history? Oh, I have the best teeth. I, oh, I never have cavities. Really? How many do you have now, total? Uh, well, that's up for discussion. Because I went to a student dentist mm. in San Francisco, and I got three in one sitting, and then I went to a real dentist down here, and he goes, you didn't need cavities. Yeah, dude, you can't just did do this. that. Yeah, it's bullshit. So I think I have like maybe one or two real ones. Okay. You, can't, you can't do that. Legit VDs. I was VDs. told 13 mm. one time, oh by, but by like a really expensive um, upscale like Beverly Hills thing, and I was like, what? And they were like, just what you got, man. Do you want to take care of them right now? And I was like, no, I, I need to get out of here. And, I, and I, this was years ago. Then I went to another dentist, and he checked, and he was like, you have zero cavities. That's oh, why I know my dentist is the shit, because he's like the mechanic who tells you not to fix I stuff. He's like, he's like, every time he's like, you'll, you'll never have a cavity again. That's the best. That's yeah. a rare Or he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> I know. Now, yeah. uh, have you had braces? Uh, I had them for like six months in high school. I actually still have a little bar between beneath my front teeth. What? Really? A lot of people don't know that. Wow. You have what? Yeah, see, that's a bar. Wow. Holding these two chompers together. Yeah. For how, What do you mean hold them together? Like supposedly it's like forever. They're just like, Why is that? Because I had a big space in my teeth growing up. And so did so, I. Did you? Mm-hmm. And then just they close it up? Well, I had to have a, like a surgery to remove the muscle tissue in between them and then braces. So maybe Damn. you never, maybe that, because there's muscle tissue that actively pushes them apart. Maybe uh, that's something to do with that. I don't know. Teeth look nice, Mo. Are they Thank your you. real teeth? Are you capped or veneered in any way? No. How about whitening? 
No. Wonderful. Really nice. Really teeth. nice teeth. I disagree with you guys, actually. I don't think my teeth, I mean, I appreciate oh. it, but I really think so. You look at me. See. Look at me. Smile. Yeah. Oh, Those are really nice. What are you, you, talking you about? should see the Maybe pigs I'm just hard that are on myself. There. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're talking about um you're crazy. Maybe you I'm are crazy. Now let me ask you this. Do you floss? Oh yeah. There you go. Oh, and I can do electric toothbrush. Oh yeah. Man, I really pamper myself. <laughs> I like that. I do might you, even turn the brush around and rub up the, that tongue. Get I do those that germs too. off the tongue. I tongues. do that. I want to get one I of those that. electric. What's it called? The so- water pick. Sonic. Sonicare. Sonicare. You're crazy if you don't have that. Really? It is fucking unbelievable. And then yeah. you talk to the dentist, and they're like, "I actually talked to her the other day, and she, the, the dentist, she was like, dental care has like it's like AD and BC kind of thing with like the Bible. It's like before and after Sonicare, like it changed. Really? Wow. How much is a Sonicare brush? Yeah. It's like sixty nine bucks now. That's really reasonable. It's very reasonable. Go to your mom's house Click on the Amazon banner <laughs> and order yourself a Sonicare. I'm sorry, I'm a little annoyed now. I did not realize I just got suckered into doing this great <laughs> dental material <laughs> just so you guys could do an ad plug. That's you did just not. An ad. You did not clear up with I thought it was a bit about the dental hour. I did not realize what the fuck I just walked You're into. You're just selling stuff for us. Oh, God. <laughs> Even in the podcast land, there's no dignity. There's no morals. What's up with that Jew shirt you were going to tell us yeah. about? Um, oh, it's this is reality tour. It was this weird tour I did where yes. I opened for an Israeli rap group for two weeks. It was oh, cool. my What did you do? You did stand-up? Uh, bumped. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did stand-up, yeah. Really? Yeah. In Israel? No. They're the number one selling Israeli rap group from Israel okay. uh, called Subliminal Intact. They're actually fucking awesome. Like really? I don't know what their lyrics are because I don't speak uh, Jewish, but Jewish. They, uh, they do, Jewish. <laughs> they okay. do uh, rap, put on a great show. And so, yeah, they did hmm. a West Coast tour and I got that up before. Was that it cool? That is so random. It was a lot of fun. Uh, was the, how, how do you feel? Because I've heard horror stories and I've also partaken in doing stand-up where people didn't come to see stand-up. Oh, it's you awful. Know? It's horrible. Was that part, was that terrible? <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> like we did the uh, House of Blues in San Diego, and for some reason, the fuck house... you, <laughs> bring them out. Goidel doidel. No, the, uh, it was it was uh, goidel doidel. Doidel dreidel. Is that whatever. what a Jewish That's person yells? Goidel doidel. I've had enough of these jokes. Yeah. Bring out the so uh, let me just clarify: old Jewish men were not the ones coming to the Israeli <laughs> rap group show. So I just want to clarify: this, this, dreidel, dreidel. it was not dreidel boy. We came all the way from the Catskills to see this. So no, but so they are like. Uh, we get there and they're like, you got to start the show. I'm like, there's literally nobody here. Everybody's on the balcony. They're like, well, it's 21 and over on the balcony and uh, no one young. No, it's the opposite. Yeah. Only young people could go to the balcony and no one over 21 came. So there was no one. So I had to like start out the show staring up at the balcony. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Uh, I also once opened for Julio Iglesias, which was no, also what? I love Julio. Yeah. Oh, he's a fucking dick. It, really? That's right here. I never met him, but he's, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't meet me. He wouldn't? No. Wow. This is actually a fucking great story. So I opened for, for two shows in San Francisco. One show in San Francisco and one show in Reno. Mind you, I think I made $500 total. Wait, how do you get a Julio Iglesias? some guy over at CAA, uh, who I'm not with, uh-huh. but at the time, like, I don't think I had an agent or something, and he like contacted my manager and was like, hey, you know, I just might want to do these. Like, he like liked me or whatever. It's also a fucking horrible gig. You make 500 bucks for like two it's shows. nothing or, and, uh, for Julio. Yeah, and so the first show, you know, I go up there. So I fucking, I just bomb in San Francisco. My parents came. I'm like, don't come. This is going to be awful. My oh. dad goes, he goes, don't worry. And this is like in probably 08. So I'm doing like MySpace jokes and shit. Yeah. You know, and, and everyone's like 70 and Hispanic. And my dad goes, I heard these two guys in the bathroom speaking in Spanish about how they're mad that Julio's doing too many songs in English. Oh, and I was like, no wonder yeah. I bombed. Then the next night in Reno, I'm doing a show and, and I'm using the bathroom before. And this guy is there. He looks over and he goes, huh. 
you don't look like uh, the usual Julio crowd. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, not only that, I'm on the show. Oh, but uh, so anyway, wow. the first night in San Francisco, Julio gets on stage and he goes, he does this whole, sh- you know, he does a lot of talking in between the, the show, and he goes, uh, he goes, I want to bring a man on stage right now, my trumpet player. I want to bring him out there. He goes, he goes, he goes, uh, this man is gay. <gasps> he goes, he goes, I love him so much. If I did not love women so much, and all the women go fucking berserk, goes, this would be my lover. And everyone just goes crazy, and it's like this weird kind of like it's shtick, so whatever. Weird. So the next day, we're at this bar in Reno, and I see the tournament player. I'm like, I'm like oh, it's kind of a, a weird little bit you guys do. Do you guys do that every, every uh, show? And he goes, no, I'm not gay. Oh. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, a few weeks ago, he brought me on stage and told me he'd just been making love to my wife. He goes, I'm married. Oh, he so goes, funny. he just does shit like that. Like he'll just, just cause, and I was like, why do you put up with it? He's like, it's a great job. It's yeah. a great paycheck. So he's just been touring for 70 years. So he's like bored. So he just punks his own fucking so band. Funny. That's pretty funny. And outs a guy in front of 3,000 people. So I would do that to somebody too. So I did, so uh, I was at a theater in uh, Canada and I was talking to like, you know, like the engineering guys and I was like, oh, who's been through here? And they're like, Julio Iglesias was up here. And I go, what was, how was that? And they're like. They're like, it was pretty interesting, you know. I was like, well, was he pretty chill? They're like, yeah, he was pretty chill. They're like, we were um, we were going to do um, like some between songs. He was like, they were like, everything cool? He was like, everything's fine. <laughs> and then they're like, we're just waiting. And then he goes, where are the fucking girls? And they were like, oh, we don't know. And he's like, get the fucking girls. And he's like, okay. So they scramble to find these girls. And he said that we saw him just explode, like lose his temper. Mm. And then he said, but the craziest thing was afterwards at the meet and greet, these people who had paid extra get to, like, they pay a lot of money. They get to meet them and have their photo taken, like, in front of, like, some, you know, corporate sponsor picture, you know, background. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, I go, what was weird? And he goes, well, the, the people would stand and they, um, they have to face the camera. And then Julio would get a, a little bit of a lift, a little step stool <laughs> uh-huh. that he stood on. And he faced in the other direction. What? So he would face to his left and go like, (laughs) and the picture would be like of his profile, but the people would look at the camera. I was like, that is the most fucking bizarre. Why would he do that? He liked his profile more? He he wanted it to be like that. Yeah, he didn't want to look straight on. He wanted to look like this and have the picture taken here and he would smile and you would get this profile shot and then... You, the person, are facing the camera. That's fucking so crazy. Every picture was like that. That's insane. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I went to meet him, and they were like, uh, uh, let me ask. And then they come back, oh, he's busy. <laughs> wow. But he did have, see, I mean, he, So you went from, like, your green room, like, knocked out, like, yeah, hey, can, yeah, I, can yeah, I meet yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, They were like, no. No, get the fuck out of here. And then it took me like a month and a half to get the check. <laughs> like, I don't oh, think that's wow. always... I don't think they wanted yeah. to pay me. Thank I'm like you. talking to this guy, Victor, like who's like his road. <laughs> like, Victor, I need the check, okay? They're like, well, talk, you know, we're going to Egypt to do a show. 500 bucks, asshole, just send me the I am an open micer. Give me my... That's always the word. It's always the small amounts to I think Owen Benjamin actually opened for Julio a bunch, actually. Oh, really? I heard Julio would like request him. Oh. But that makes sense. Like, he does like musical stuff like it's kind of like there's like a certain you know yeah i don't know i heard that that's funny yeah, i opened funny. um for ted nugent that's unfucking believable it's unfucking believable and very early in my stand-up career too so i had zero idea how to handle 
the situation at all. And it was right here. It was in California. It was like in Riverside or something. So it was like an hour and a half outside. I mean, that's like a a Ted Nugent show in Riverside. It must be like a high economic (sighs) clan rally. I mean, that's exactly unbelievable. And I was like, oh, it's California. So clearly there can't be racists here. Wrong. Like there were dudes wearing Confederate flag cut off jean vests. Uh, it was he's like, really out of his mind. No, you gotta out. if you're not following Ted Nugent on Twitter, like get on that shit. I think he blocked me because I wrote a bunch of mean <laughs> shit. To you him. did? Yeah, I just like every time he says something, I just go after him. I just realized that now because I've oh just realized I haven't life. seen a tweet from him in a while, and that's probably what he did. He, but he's unbelievable. He's bananas. He was uh, he was shooting arrows on fire at effigies of Saddam Hussein at the time or some weird stuff. I mean, he was out of his gourd. <laughs> really a nightmare his cra- i mean i bombed so fucking i don't think i bombed that hard ever after that I mean, that was, that was a huge crowd right yes and they don't, couldn't give it's you know how it is when they don't give two fucks about what you're doing mm. and i did not have the material or the chops to like pull it was like two years in the it's so funny how you even why Awful. you're offered these gigs I, like, a like, friend of a friend who's like i've got this great gig for you man yeah. you're opening for the nude and, and you're like, at that point where you're like great. i'm not gonna say no to anything of i got offered from my agency to one time they're like all right do you want to go do this uh Valentine's Day show oh, don't in Atlanta, the and they named no. they named the woman. I was like the singer. I was like, oh, she won like twelve Grammys in the Black R and B world in the eighties. You really think I'm the opener for a right. show at Valentine's Day in Atlanta? <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? Like, right. get me a real gig. Like, don't throw me this. Like, you know, it's ridiculous. The worst one I did was for Valentine's Day, like a year or two ago, at a really rich country club here in L.A. Middle of the day show luncheon for just like really rich wives, they were the rudest, most condescending cunt rags of any audience ever. Like I've, you know what I mean? I've had audiences that didn't speak English that were more considerate than these fucking assholes. They, they couldn't care less that I was talking. Like they're texting, calling their chill. What are you at? Getting up, walking out was the rudest thing. I should have asked for more money. I'm looking at Ted Nugent. His, uh, Twitter. Uh, he's oh, bananas. he's got some great ones. He does. Freedom isn't free. Reminds right. you of that. It's a jam. Uh, the great spirit of the woods is like an old good friend. Makes me feel warm and good inside. Mm-hmm. Good stuff like that. There's other ones where he's just like, I like killed book. eight pounds of deer meat today. Yes. <laughs> Bloodlust for the hunter gods. You're just like, what the fuck? Canada has more black <laughs> bears than ever in recorded history. Rug steaks for everybody. Um, I'm fueled by pure fresh... What is it? Michigan blue grill fillets and venison backstrap. Lord Almighty! What is backstrap? Because he uses that a lot. Mm, no idea. Um, I don't know. Is that back Hillary, fat? Here's the kind of stuff that I like. Hillary Clinton is a liar, traitor. Obama go. is there a liar, go. traitor. Rice is a liar, traitor. Mm-hmm. Carney is a liar. Holder is a. He's felon. just talking about Punks. rice because it the feeds food. so many Asians. <laughs> and to him, that is a traitor. <laughs> you're a white food, and you're feeding non-whites. <laughs> he is so ridiculous. No, so he wrote um, this one tweet where he was like, uh, he wrote, "All my iconic songs make excellent openers and excellent closers." Oh, okay. So I like tweeted, and I was like, "Oh, cool. When are they coming out?" And then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, that was fun." So then I just like retweeted to that thing like a thousand times. I was like, "Huh, that's weird. I only use them when I'm beating my wife, or just like you know." And then yeah, I got, I got, I got yeah, blocked, blocked by Nuge. I haven't gotten blocked by somebody, at least not that I'm aware of. Like somebody that I've been trying to. Oh, you know, you're not using it right. Trying to get not, blocked. Yeah. I know. Got to troll people. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got the chai hand. Anyways, what uh, what else, Jeans? What have we got on deck? Um, what do we got on deck? Yeah, do we have any more audio things? I thought this is um. Oh, did you see um? 
Well, Aaron Hernandez got arrested. You saw that, right? No. Who's that? The Patriots. Oh. Tight end. Oh, they did arrest him for this murder thing. He got re- and he got released by the Patriots. Did you see that a few weeks ago, Chad Johnson was in court? And he was... Um, Is that Ocho Cinco? Yes, Ocho Cinco. I was, actually know that. Yeah. So he was in wow. court. Do you know about I this? When he headbutted his girlfriend or whatever? Well, he, he was in, yeah, I guess uh, in court about probation for that. Okay. And um, he was granted probation. And then um, the judge was like, you know, you got an awesome lawyer. And he was like, yeah. Um, she's like, you know, you should be really thankful. He's the one who's, <laughs> who got you just probation instead of jail time. And he did that thing in sports, you know, where you smack, you know, you smack your uh, like teammates. He slashes the lawyer on the ass. Yeah, and um, the lawyer didn't find, or the judge didn't find it very funny. Here's the audio of that. Are you satisfied with the assistance of your attorney? He's awesome. Okay, you should be. He's an excellent attorney. He did a great job for you, sir. Okay. Do you have any questions of Mr. Swickle? Do you have any questions for him? <laughs> that's um, people laughing right there and she didn't know if she was reading when, when she looked up and everyone's laughing show me a plea form entitled plea of violation of, of probation waiver of rights form did you read this form did you read this form yes ma'am did you sign it yes ma'am do you have any questions about it <laughs> Mr. Johnson I don't know that you're taking this whole thing seriously I just saw you slap your attorney on the, on, on the back side something funny about what's going on here today? I didn't laugh. No, ma'am. But the whole courtroom laughed because you just slapped your attorney. I think he was just happy, Judge. On the back side. He understands. He's been living understanding this jail sentence has been over his head. And I don't think it was done as any disrespect to the court. The whole courtroom was laughing because he just you I, I don't think he meant to get behind. a reaction. I know. I don't think he meant to get a reaction from the courtroom, Judge. I, I think he's just more relieved than it. I'm not going to accept these plea negotiations. I don't think anything's funny about it, Mr. Johnson. This isn't a joke. I didn't do it as a joke. Everybody in the courtroom was laughing. I'm not accepting these plea negotiations. Let's go forward with the final hearing. Just going to have a break and recall. She had him taken away in cuffs. Yes. Taken to jail. No shit. That's a fuck. Did, did they? Did mean? Did it? Did they go back on that, or she held to it? She held to it. He went to jail. Wow. Yeah. Lesson learned, dude. Just don't do don't anything. Fucks. With she's each other. a. She was crazy. I think she's like little over the top. But um, a think, lot of judges are like that, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen that. Um, have you seen the the Cuban one? No. Oh, the Cuban one is the best. It's a Cuban judge, and let me see. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, I don't tolerate that. You, you, I think like you probably just see so many. Fun, I mean, you're, first of all, you're letting a celebrity off with like a deal. Oh, dude, who's rich? And you, you already probably feel like kind of a fucking piece of shit because yeah. you know you've let other people off with like not let people off with worse lawyers. Oh yeah. And then for them to also do something, I just think, you know what? Fuck this. Like. <laughs> Why? It's so un- unbelievable. He's also such a fucking idiot, that guy. It's like, oh my I mean, god, dude, he is kind of a fucking idiot. Yeah, isn't he? He's he constantly his name to a number, That's but he's <laughs> constantly being disruptive, and he's he's, he's, he's constantly stupid. being an asshole. Right? Did you find it, Tommy? Yeah. Possession of Sanax. That's the girl who's charged. All right, I understand you're split screen. Uh, no objection. She has no priors. She's being charged per pill, which is improper. It should just be one count. Mr. Odo, are you working? 
Yes. How much money are you making a week, approximately? Approximately about 200 bucks a week. Okay, and do you own any property of value? A house, a car, a bank account, significant amounts of jewelry? Yes. What do you own? <laughs> I own a lot of jewelry, all right, okay. as well as oh, go ahead. a car. Well, how, how, how much you, would you say your jewelry is worth? <laughs> it's not a joke, you know. We are not in, we are not in a club now. Okay, but it's, you know, hey, well, you see, you know, you know, we are not in a, we are not in a club. Be serious about it. I'm serious about oh, it. You're being you just very, I can see you're serious, all right. You just made me laugh. I apologize. It's all right. How much is your jewelry worth? It's worth a lot of money. Like what? Like Rick Ross. Huh? Oh, okay. It's worth money. Have you had any kind of drugs in the in the last 24 hours? Actually, no. Actually, no. Judge, I'll, I'll make it easy for the court, respectfully. <laughs> I'll accept the appointment at this time. I know I'm going to appoint you because you own a lot of mo substantial amounts of jewelry. You can go and sell your jewelry. Jewelry for it. Private attorney. What is the standard bond? She's, um, so the whole time that this is going on, she's laughing like hysterically. Oh my life. And like covering her mouth. And this is in court. Like you do not. And like oh stroking her life. hair. Like yes. She's, she's, she's high. She's yeah, just yeah. loaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, 5,000 on count one. And then the rest should be ROR. Okay, so judge is filling out paperwork. The girl is still like. Oh, putting yeah. her hand in her mouth, thinks it's fun. Because she has no problem. Count one would be 5,000 per hour cost found. Count two would be ROR. This is requesting ROR on count two through 26. And, and refer to division 51. Okay. Everything seems cool, right? She's going to get out of here. Jeans? Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> so, right then, she said adios right. to the judge with the Spanish accent. Oh, no. So, Is she not Hispanic? I don't know. I don't, she doesn't uh, sound... Uh, there wasn't a very authentic uh, goodbye. Adios. Yeah. Come back, ma'am. Come back. Uh-oh. Come back. Come back. Give me the paper again. Count one would be 10,000. <gasps> Just doubled it. Are you serious? I am serious. Adios. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, I have to. Mm -hmm. Classic. What a fucking Then she idiot. flicked them off. Right Come now. Come back again. Now she just flicked them off. Come back again. Bring her back again. I believe What's I heard up? you saying to... Yes, I did. I'm not going to I, I believe you... Did you say... You. Did you say that? Yes, sir. Oh, you did say that? I find you in direct criminal contempt. 30 days in the county <gasps> jail. Wow. Whoa. You know what a fuck up you gotta be that you can't get sentenced without fucking it up? I mean, it's you've already fucked up to get there and so then you can't good. even get through I that. love that judge. It's so bananas. That you yeah. would do that in court? You have to be a real retard, man. Then uh, she went back to court. Um, this is a girl to apologize. The same girl. Like a lot of tears. A lot of tears. With her whole family. Yes. <clears throat> Different tone today. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes, I understand completely. Yeah, well. Well, no. Mm. Girl, she's fucked up, you guys. Her you can't. Here's the real lesson. 
whenever whenever you're dealing with like cops or anybody a judge it's always better to just be like yes sir yeah. no, no. Yes. okay so i got a story of you know adam ray yeah. Comedian, right? yeah yeah uh so we're driving up to some gig one time me him and mark saratella and uh this cop pulls us over it's like an example of like the right and wrong way to handle these situations yeah and they're like eating pop brownies, and they're like, I think they're like drinking. I'm not even comfortable with it because I'm in the back. I'm like, you guys, you're in the car. Yeah, I'm in the car, and I'm just like, you guys really just we have to drive to Yosemite, you know? And uh, this cop pulls us over, and Adam, you know, is a very charming guy. Like he's yeah. just kind of like he's kind of nice looking. He just sort of like is good with people. And the cop, and Adam somehow charms this cop. He's just sort of like, ah, oh, officer, we're we're comedians, and uh, you want you want to hear it? And the cop's telling all of a sudden telling us jokes, yada yada. And they let him go. And I was like, it's unfucking believable. I've never seen anyone do that. Then the next day, uh, the club booker, this guy John Fox, I don't know if you know him, but he's a guy who books like some gigs in Seattle and San Francisco, really like abrasive, you know, big guy. And he get he's picks me up at the gig, taking me to a different gig. And a cop pulls him over. And immediately he's like, oh, come on. I wasn't even, I was going like 56. And the cop like gives him like an eight hundred dollar ticket, and I was like, ah, I was, like it's amazing. That was like such an example of the right it. and wrong way to handle this shit. My uh, my cousin's a cop in Vegas, and he was like, it's either officer or sir. Like you know, I don't take any of that shit, dude or hey man. He's like immediate fucking shutdown. Yeah. And um, he even said that like you know he uh, like people he'll ask people if like he smells weed, like yo join on you. So like people will be like, yeah, I got a joint. He'll take the joint and like throw it on the ground, whatever. But if they go, no, I don't have a joint, and then he finds a joint, he's like, I'll fucking arrest him, bring him, just for like fucking with him. Yeah. No, yeah I, I hate it. that shit. I got a, fi- I got a $1,500 ticket one time from a What? $1,500? Yeah, because I was driving. Uh, I hadn't renewed my insurance. I didn't have my license on me. I didn't have my insurance on me. No, I had insurance, but I didn't have it on me, and I hadn't re-registered my car. I hadn't renewed it, and I was speeding. Mm. So somehow the guy was just like, just, and I don't think I mishandled it, but he was just like, fuck this guy. And he, yeah. I remember him saying to me, he's like, I would put down more because your taillight's out, but I can't fit it on the ticket. Oh, my God. was like, I'm driving a 2000 Corolla. Oh, Where is the spike? Christ, man. Get your life. Get your life. I said, adios, motherfucker. Adios. Momandel, thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks coming. for coming. Where so can everybody good. find all your stuff? MoMandel.com? MoMandel.com and at MoMandel. And at? Uh, I'm going to be starting up one of these podcasters myself. Oh, yeah, so. do it. So much fun. You're going to so, love it. Yeah, I'm excited. We love it, I man. just have to get a wife that I can do it with. There you go. Get a wife, man. That's what's up. Get a wife or get your chick. life. You better get your life. <laughs> get your life, man. Uh, oh, follow us. Uh, I'm at Christina P. Tommy is at Tom Segura. Go to your mom's house podcast.com. And then what? Somebody sent in... uh, Jeremy, what is this? Ratliff sent in a song called "Mommy Jeans." Oh, okay, let's hear so, it. Here we go. Nice thanks outro. for thanks for coming, Mo. Thanks a lot. Thanks thank for you, Mo. And uh, we'll see you guys again in a couple days. Bye, mommies. Bye.